Here we go. Okay, Parshas Yisro, as you and I discussed, Alan, this Parsha uh, is obviously central. Oh, Mr. is on. Good. This, uh, this Parsha is obviously a very important Parsha, the, being the Parsha of the Aseris Adibros, the Ten Commandments. And I want to focus on the first word of the Ten Commandments. So let me give you a little bit of background why I want to fo- focus on that first word of the Ten Commandments as the critical element of what this Parsha is. And then, uh, and then we're gonna what we're gonna do. We're gonna do that. I, I will say that the concept that I'm gonna dis- discuss tonight is a little bit more on the abstract side. Um, uh, it's critical and fundamental. The practical application of it is a little bit more challenging. We'll try to we'll try to make it as practical as we can. But uh, but um, it is a, a, a critical idea that needs to be shared. Okay, so. We have often discussed, um, we've talked about the idea that the Torah, the first letter in the Torah is the letter base. The letter base the letter for, is, is the letter for Bereshis. Bereshis in the beginning, right, is the letter base. Now, that raises a question. You know, it's the beginning of the alphabet, the beginning of the, of the alphabet, the beginning of the construction tools, if you will, for the world, because the Torah, the world is, cons- is built on the world is built on the Aleph, on the Aleph phase, is the beginning of that is Aleph, the letter Aleph. So why does the Torah begin with the letter base? <clears throat> so we've spoken about this idea many times before. We live, we function on a day-to-day basis in something that I call, I call it a bifurcated reality, meaning we perceive ourselves as I am real, I am here, this is me. And there's Hashem, me and Hashem, me and Hashem, me and Hashem. That's, that's, that's how we, that's, that's the reality that we see in the world. There is, and there's there's an important reason why it has to be that way because otherwise it would be very hard to function. Bechira, free choice, the concept of the ability of self uh, of of um, of being able to control my own future and know what I'm going to be would be very would be much more difficult to understand if not for the fact that we had this concept, this conceptualization of the world as being this bifurcated reality. Now, when we get to Harsinai, when we get to Mount Sinai, we've talked about this idea many times before, we get to a point, a connection, a relationship in Hashem where we become almost part of the Rebbe Hashem. Almost, It's almost as though we are one. We're, we're completely connected with the Rebbe Hashem. We are completely at one with Hashem. And that's why the world goes to, to, to a concept of Anochi Hashem the world goes to a world of Aleph, a world of oneness, a complete oneness, a total oneness. Tonight, I'd like to examine that concept of arriving at the, what does it mean to arrive at the world of oneness? What is it, what, and why is that expressed specifically in the world Anochi, in the word, excuse me, in the word Anochi? What, what, how does the word Anochi denote that reality of being completely connected to the Hashem being at, completely at one, so to speak, with him. Again, as I said, it's this is a very this is this idea is, is a, on the abstract side. It's more more of a, uh, a sort of an esoteric kind of concept, but it's critical for us to understand this because it cha- it's it's a, a critical factor in how we relate to the reality of what it means to be Klal uh, of the Jewish people to have within us. It really talks to the very reality of having a 
almost to be godly in our existence. What that what that means to be godly. That's 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 a piece of what that is over here. So this word anochi actually has many many explanations, and I want to share with you an, an insight into the insights into this based on some of the teachings of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky, which I think bring out this expression of what I'm talking about that we went in a world of base to the world of Aleph. At the Mount, at Harsina, at that moment at Mount Sinai, we went from the world of the bifurcated reality to the world of oneness. One, by the way, the number one is not the first number in the number system. You realize that. The number one is not, is not one to the exclusion of two. One, when you're, we're in, when you're in a world of one, there is only one. There's no number. There only becomes a number system when you get to the world of two. Because two is what something is to the exclusion of what came before it, which is an explanation of why when you go to the Seder Bracious, when you look in Parshas Bracious, it says, um, and it was evening, it was morning, Yom Echad, one day. On the second day, it doesn't say two days, it says the second day, because the second day, now you're already in the world of counting. When you're in the world of one, there is no counting because there's only that one. That one contains everything within it. Everything is contained within, within, that, within that concept. And we're going to come back to this idea. Everything, when, you, when we talk about Alf, everything is contained within that. I also just want to mention just one other idea before we get into Rabbi Lapiansky's uh, explanation for this. I just want to mention one other idea that's, that's connected to that. There is a, a, an idea that everything that there is is contained in the first moment of something's existence. So, for instance, a child, when the child is first formed, when you first have that joining together of this, the sperm and the egg and within, inside a mother's stomach, what, what's created, that cell that's created at that moment contains all of the potential of what that child is. In the, in, the, in the crystallization, in the moment of coming into existence, everything that, that that thing has in its potential is contained in that moment, and it's just a matter of it flowering out and expanding to become, to become that reality. The same thing is true that in the Aleph, let's just put it this way, the Ramban, Nachmanides, the famous uh, medieval commentator on the Chomish, has a sefer, an entire sefer, which shows how all of Taryag Mitzvahs, all of the Ten Commandments, fit into the all excuse me all of tar, all the 613 commandments fit into the 10 commandments fit into the Aseris Adibros. That's why the Aseris Adibros, the Aseris Adibros are, if you will, they're the seed, they're the root from which all of the other commandments come out of. But all of those commandments come out of the first commandment of Anokhi Hashem Al-Kecha. Nothing is relevant or significant unless we recognize the first and foremost, the most important principle. And in fact, so important is this principle that the Ramam says it's not even a mitzvah. Anochi Hashem the first of the Aserah Sadibros, is not even a mitzvah. It's a definition of reality, that there is a God, that period. And once you know that there is a God, then you can talk about everything else. Before you talk about the reality that there is God, nothing else is significant, nothing else is meaningful. So Anochi Hashem means everything is contained in in that first commandment. And everything that's contained in that first commandment is contained in the first word of that commandment. And all of that is defined by the first letter of that of that reality, which means that the Aleph, the, that first letter of Anochi Hashem Al-Kecha is Kola It's everything. It's our entire reality is contained in that one letter. So let's try to understand for deeply and uh, significantly what exactly that means, that everything's contained in the letter Anochi, everything's contained 
in that one, in that oneness, in that, in that letter, everything is there. Just as an aside, again, I just want to mention, we talk about the letter Bays. The letter Bays is formed as a three-sided bracket, right? Which means that the letter Bay, when we're functioning in the world of the letter Bays, in the world, in the world of, the, of, that, of that second letter, right? So we don't know what's behind us. We don't know what's above us. We don't know what's below us. We can only go forward. It's the reality as we experience it going forward. That's what the letter base is, the way the letter is formed. It's a bracket. It tells me you can only go forward. The letter Aleph allows us a connection. It's the letter Aleph is made of, up of a Yud. A Yud is the letter that is a dot that in, represents infinity. It's a circle. It goes round and round. It's one dot on top, one dot on the bottom with a Vav. Vav is the letter of connection. It's what connects the lower domain to the higher domain, which means that the reality, the infinity of the the in, of of what the lower domain is as as it's connected to higher reality is all expressed in the letter Allah, all expressed in that letter in that one in that first letter that I'm telling you is the first letter that is the entirety of all of creation, the entirety of all of reality, all of history, all of our relationship with Hashem. Everything is contained in that Allah. and it's all contained and all expresses itself as that one word Anochi, Anochi, I am, I am Anochi. So. What is the what is the pshat in in Anochi? So, Lapiansky starts with the following idea. Fascinating. It's 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 a mind boggling uh, concept actually, and it's going to need a lot of explanation. The Psikta Rabba. The Psikta Rabba is one of is a collection of medrashim that deals with major events, and it's like the medrashim on all the major events that happened in the Torah. It's called the Psikta Rabba. In the Psikta Rabba, he writes and brings a medrash from Chazal that says the word Anochi, the word Anochi is in actual fact a corruption of an Egyptian word called Anch. Anch is the way you say I in Egyptian. And the Medrash goes on to say, what is this a, parallel, a parable to understand what's going on over here? Why would the Torah express Anochi Hashem Al-Kacha, I am Hashem, in that one, in that reality, in, the, in that one moment? Why, was, why is it expressed that way? So the Medrash says, imagine a person, a king has a, a, a son who's a prince, and he goes traveling to foreign lands for a very long time. And when, because he becomes carried, travels in these lands in a long time, of course, he learns the language of those foreign countries. And when he comes back, his father greets him in the language of the country he came from. So let's, for our purposes, right? He goes, he goes from the United States and he goes down to South America and he spends years in South America, and when his father, when he comes back to see his father the first time, his father greets him and says, hola, hola, hello, right, in Spanish. Why? Because that's showing that I care about you. Your first language, your first expression of how you re see reality is like this. Therefore, I'm expressing myself to you that way. So in the same way, HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to show how the Jewish people were precious to him. So he says to them in Egyptian, Anochi Hashem I am Hashem your God. Now, that is a that is a mind-boggling thing that that, that 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 begs huge questions, not least of which is, didn't we say that the Jewish people, when they were in Eretz Mitzrayim, when they were in the land of Egypt, didn't give up one of the reasons, one of the merits that they had was that they didn't give up their own language. They didn't fall into the culture of the land by taking up the language of the Egyptians. That's number one. But even more deeply than that, this, this is a very difficult thing concept to understand. We know that in many places and in many times, Hashem reveals himself, so to speak, 
in different forms and different formats for different and for different people for on different occasions. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu appears like a warrior at Yamsuf, and he appears like an old man at Har Sinai. That's all talking about how Hakadosh Baruch Hu expresses himself towards the particular individual in a particular situation. How do you? How? What is it that you need in terms of your relationship with Hashem that you need to see him that way? That's how you see him. Anochi Hashem Kecha is if it's so fundamental. The way I'm expressing it, the way I'm, the way we mentioned it in our entire introduction to this shear, right, was that Anochi, the eye of Anochi Hashem Kecha, is the most fundamental expression of Hakadosh Baruch Hu in the world. And, and when Hakadosh Baruch Hu is expressing his almost as if to say Kaviyochol, if we could say it, his very essence is being expressed. Now he's thinking about how those that are receiving it are 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 are, are going to listen to what he has to say. He has to express himself fully. Why would he express himself in, in, in an Egyptian language that's just showing his love for Kaisal? It's much more than that. He's showing how he is everything. He we're, we're going back from the world of Bayes to the world of Aleph. We're going into the world of complete oneness. We're going into the world of complete connection to Hashem. Why? Why express it in Egyptian? What's going on? What does that mean? That's question number one. Now, this is Zohar. The Zohar says, the Zohar says, that if you take a look at the trup, the trup, the ta'amim, the way that the sentence of Anochi Hashem Kecha is punctuated, you will notice that the word Anochi is said with an esnachta. An esnachta means like this. There are, there are different types of punctuation uh, as in any any language, but specifically when you, we look at the trup, we look at the simanim in the Torah, those that, that tell us how to lay in the Torah, there are specific concepts of, of different types of simonim in, in, in the Torah. Sometimes you have simonim that are called a mesharis, where meaning that it tells me that this word is connected to the words that come after it. So in other words, there'll be a certain trap. let's say that Mercha Tipcha, Munachas Nachta, right? And Mercha Tipcha says there's a continuance from this word to this word to the next word. So there's, a, there's a rhyme and reason to why the trap, why the tunes that we sing on the, on, on the why the tamim on the on the on the on the words in the Torah are, are the way they are. There, there are certain words that are exactly that. They are they are a continuance or a, a support from one to another. Then you have other words that instead of being a to tell you that the words continue, they act almost like a period or they act almost as a, a as as a mafsik, something that breaks between one word and another. Esnachda. The type of truck that the Zohar points out goes under the word Anochi is a break. It tells you this word stands by itself, Anochi. And then the Sersetibus continue and say, Hashem Elokecha, almost as if Halilo, Hashem Elokecha is something different than Anochi. Isn't, isn't that exactly what the expression of Anochi Hashem Elokecha is? Anochi Hashem Elokecha, Mitzrayim. I am Hashem, your God, who took you out from Eretz Mitzrayim. So Anochi, I am. Hashem Elokecha, Hashem your God, right? It seems that it should be a flow. It seems like those next words are an explanation. But the Zohar says, no. Under Anochi, it's an Esnachna, like you find, like you find in Parshas Toldos. When Yaakov comes in to see, Yaakov comes in to see Yitzchak to get the blessings, right? The first thing Yitzchak asks him is, who is this? And Yaakov answers him, Anochi, and the way the Torah has the trap over there, it's a psik, it's a break, it's an esnachta. Esav b'charecha. Anochi, I am who I am, meaning I am Yaakov. 
Hashem is your firstborn. Now, when you read it, it doesn't read that way. It reads, Anochi Esav, the, the words read in the Pasuk read, Anochi Esav Becharecha, so Yaakov said something that was a lie. Yaakov said, Anochi Esav Becharecha, I am Esav, I am Esav, your firstborn. Just the trap tells us, the way the, the, the punctuation in the Pasuk is set up, it tells us that Yaakov was being a little tricky over there. He was playing with the words, because if you put the comma in the right place, it takes on a whole different meaning. Anochi, I am who I am. Esav and Esav is your is your firstborn. The Zohar over here compares the Anochi of Anochi Hashem Elokecha to the Anochi of Anochi Esav Becharecha. Just like over there it says Anochi Esav Becharecha, over here also is Anochi Hashem Elokecha. What's what's the break? How can that be? What's the separation between this expression? What is it about this expression of Anochi that that stands alone in this way? That the Torah would put it as something that's separate from Hashem Elokecha, Hashem your God, who took you out from Eretz Mitzrayim. What, Chasr Shalom, are we saying that there's another power here? God forbid, that's not, certainly not, that's, that's not what we mean to say. That's certainly not, but what does it mean? So what does the Zohar mean? Okay, one, one more question. The, um, the, uh, the Psikta continues and says another, yet another explanation in this idea of Anochi. The Psikta says that we find that the expression of Anochi, of Hashem saying, I am, is an expression that is used at every, at the intersection of every great event that happens to the, to the, to the Jewish people. Hashem uses that way of expressing himself, of appearing to the Jew, to, to, to us throughout our history at key junctures throughout. And the, and, the, and the Psitta goes on to list a bunch of different places where it says Hashem appeared as Anochi when he spoke to Avram Avinu, he says Anochi, and when he, spoke, when he spoke to Yitzhak, he said Anochi, when he spoke to Yaakov about going down to Mitzrayim, he refers to himself as Anochi. Right in the middle of that list, the Psitta throws in one more occurrence where it happens. One in, and that occurrence is when, Hashem, when Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, right, that he is not able to speak clearly that he has a speech impediment. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Anochi Eheya I will be there to assist you in your speech so that you can, you should be able to say things over the way you want to say them over. You, you, you should have the ability to give it over in the way that you want. The question is, how does that fit into this list? All, all of these, the, the, the occasions on which the Sikta is listing where it says Anochi, that Hashem appeared as Anochi, are talking about key junctures in the historical development of the Jewish people when HaKadosh Baruch appears to Avram Avinu and he promises him that Anochi, I am Hashem, who will make sure that your children will come back to Eretz Yisrael. He appears to Yitzhak, he says to him, I am the same Hashem that appeared to Avram Avinu, your father, and I'm going to be with you with your children. Hashem appears to Yaakov when he's on his way down to Mitzrayim and he says, I am the one that's commanding you to go to Mitzrayim at this point. All of them are key. The same thing when, when, when Akash Baruch tells Moshe Rabbeinu to take Laisol out of Mitzrayim, he appears to him as Anochi. All of these appearances of Anochi are key junctures in Jewish history. How does this particular Anochi, Anochi Eheyem Picha, I, Anochi, will be together with you, Paro? It's almost like a technical assistance that Akash Baruch is going to apply to Paro. How does it fit into this list? Why would the Zohar use this as one of the expressions of, of Akash Baruch? Um, 
the the uh, the Gemara in Brachos, the Gemara in the Talmud in Brachos brings a fascinating little uh, discussion, um, also revolving around this concept of Anochi. The Gemara there talks about the concept of Azuva Ushechucha. What is the difference between Azuva abandoned Ushechucha and forgotten? So the Gemara says that Klai Sarkash promises us that he will never forget some of the positive things that we have done, like the olos, the sacrifices that we brought in, in going out of Egypt in, 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 in the Midbar. But and yet, despite the fact that there's no shikha, there's no um, a, a sense of forgetting, meaning something that's accidentally forgotten by Hashem in the world, but there are things that are azuva, for instance, if we say that Hashem remembers everything, so then Hashem's always going to remember the chata egel, it's always going to remember the sin of the golden calf. That's going to be something that's going to be constantly in front of him. We're going to constantly be expected to repay for that. So why would, what, how is it good for us that Hashem doesn't forget anything on that? The Gemara says that's azuva, Akash can leave certain things behind. And how do we know that when Akash Baruch is going to leave the negative things behind, how do we know he's not going to leave the positive things around. So the Gemara says, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to promises us, because Anochi Hashem Al-Kacha, because I am Anochi, HaKadosh Baruch Hu expressed himself as Anochi, I am the one who is closer to you. So, so how is that, how is that Anochi, how is that expression of Anochi, an expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's closeness to us? So listen, to, listen carefully to another Zohar. The Zohar says like this, the Zohar asks this expression, this 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 expression of Hashem's expressing of Himself as um, as Anochi is is very interesting. It's fascinating. Any any other time we talk about Hakadosh Baruch Hu, how Hakadosh Baruch Hu manifests Himself in the Bria, it is a shame of kedusha. It's a name that has holiness to us. Hashem, the name of Hashem of Yud Kevavke that we don't pronounce, Elokecha, which we don't pronounce, the Hey, Shakai, Kael, any name of Hashem, which means any uh, uh, appearance of how HaKadosh Baruch Hu appears to us and how we function within the reality of what is Hashem, is always expressed as a Dabash Kedusha, something that has a certain holiness to it, has a certain element of something that, 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 that we, have to, uh, we, have to, we have to be careful with and we can't express fully. But Anochi is, seems to be chol. It seems to be regular. It seems to be just another word. It doesn't, it, doesn't have, it doesn't seem to have any kedusha to it. So what is the expression of Anochi as we're supposed to understand it? So the Tsar says, the Tsar says a fascinating, fascinating idea. The Tsar says that at the time that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said Anochi, all of the mitzvahs, some of the mitzvahs ideas we expressed before, all of the mitzvahs, all of the commandments, all of the connections that the mitzvahs make are included in that word of Anochi. Anochi includes everything in it. The expression of HaKadosh Baruch Hu as I am, I am as a reality, the reality of what Hashem is, right, is, is it contains everything else. And then the Zohar continues and says like this, the this this the depth the secrets the secret of or the source the place where this expression of this idea of anochi comes from is from the sowed of from the from the deeper understanding the deeper wisdom of the concept of ayin from the concept of the eye of 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 the eye something about an expression of the eye of expression of the highest place 
beyond sight, something that the, the eye itself and beyond that goes beyond sight. It brings a pasuk, brings a pasuk from from uh, from Eov that says as follows: the pasuk in Eov. I'll just I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll paraphrase the pasuk. The pasuk says, "Not like the eye of not like the paths that are viewed by the by the eye of the vulture, nor the secret pathways that can be seen by the hawk." are the pathways of Hashem that are hidden even from the highest malachim, hidden even from the highest of angels that there are in the world. Without getting too deeply into what these things, what these, what, the, what this, what this is, just on a very superficial level to understand what the Zohar is saying is like this. This hawk and the vulture, the vulture, as you know, is a creature that scans the world, worth, the, the earth, the world looking for carrion and gets rid of all the bad things that there are in the world, the dead things that are, that have no life to them. He disposes of them from this world. The, 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 that creature in the Lushan of the Pasuk is called an ayat, ayat, right? There is also another bird of prey called an ayah. It's some sort of a hawk that has incredibly powerful vision that can see from the, the way the, the Masha the Gemara says is it can see from it can see a creature when it's flying over Damascus, it can see a creature in Yerushalayim. It has binocular vision that it's able to see tremendous distances away, much greater than the sight of what a human being is. The Svarim explain that the ayat is the representation of the Sitra Akra, is a negative is the representation of the negative power in the world of those kokos, those energies of tumma, of, of negativity, of death, of things that are turning away from Hashem. And the ayah is something that is an expression of the malachi asharis, the highest celestial beings that come the closest to Hashem, that say, Hashem, where is your place, O Hashem? Where is that high? Where is that highest place? Meaning the highest expression of good the sight which transcends the sight of man, both for the good and the bad, the, the, somehow the expression of Anochi is above all of those things. It's a higher expression than e- either one of those, uh, th- those, th- of those two things. It's something that neither the ayah or the ayats, neither the vulture nor the hawk can see. Neither those that see the highest of good and the highest of evil in the world, much something that they have a perception that's much greater than the perception of man, and yet man has an access to a nasiv, as an access to a pathway, to a pathway that these creatures don't even have. And let's try to understand what that is. To understand that, we need to examine this word anochi and see, understand what, what exactly does the word anochi really mean. So the word anochi is synonymous with the word ani, ani, I, right? The, What's the difference between anochi, anochi, uh, the I, the I of self, and the anochi of ani, of I, as expressed that you see the I, that I. And that's exactly what the, the nakuda, that's the point between these two things. Ani means, ani means I, as it relates to things that all of us can perceive in the world. Meaning, if I own something, then I can talk to you about what I own because both of us can perceive my ownership of that object and we can understand what it means that that, relate, that object is related to me as I. It is an external expression, something that, that your seichel, that your intellect can grasp 
because it's clearly an expression of a manifestation of myself that both I and you are materially, physically, intellectually aware of. That's it's an expression of I as it exists in the world. The concept of Anochi is an I that only I can relate to. It's it's a deep inner expression of self that that's only about me. It's not it's not you. It's not anyone else. No one else can experience it. The only way you can, can come close to experiencing that reality is if you somehow become or relate to, or we would call it, the word that we would call it is that you are capable of an empathy of feeling my feelings. Then you would be able to experience this I that I have. So for instance, when a person experiences a deep sadness or a person experiences a deep joy, a deep something that within him that wells up from within himself, that's an expression of himself, that anokios, that, that, that sense of self, that sense of I is uniquely mine. I can't describe it to you. I can't, I can't quantify it for you. I can't tell you what it is because it's me. It's, that's the difference between Ani and Anochi. Ani is the I that is intellectually conceptualized by both of us. We can, we can, my ownership, my relationship to other objects, my relationships to other people outside of myself. The Anochi is the inner expression of who I am. It's the, it's the inner essence of what is me. That the only, that we've talked about this idea with regard to poetry. You know, po, what, what's, what's the magic of poetry? The magic of poetry is that we use words, but the words are expressing something that's more than just the words themselves. Good poetry allows you to create within you with you're able to enter into the poet's world i guess in art it's true as well there's a there's a possibility if a person if an artist can paint powerfully enough you can get into what the artist is feeling and seeing in that picture you can you can experience their experience you almost it's almost a, if somebody's a good story writer right you 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 almost vicariously live that person's life through the words that they use, but it's not the words themselves. It's what the words convey. The depth of what those words convey expresses itself in a way that you relate to them. That you almost that you become a part of them. That's the expression of anochi. The expression of anochi is an expression of reality. Is an expression of something that is beyond. Self, it's, it's it's not just the intellectual connection with something. It's it's not something that you can tell somebody else. It's the inner expression of what I am. It's it's like my it's my inner essence expressed that that can't be expressed outly unless you become me. Unless you become connected to me. Unless you become something that's more than what I am. That's what the pasuk is saying. That's what the Zohar is saying. With the pasuk in, with the pasuk in Eid. the idea is the expression of what's being said over here is this: Hashem's expression of Anochi, the unique relationship that Klal Yisrael has, that the Jewish people have, to be an expression of Chelak Eloi Kamimal, to be a Chelak of the Rebbeinu Himself. In fact, the the Zara says the word Anochi, the word Anochi is Rashi Tevos, is is spells out as an acronym for Anoch. 
nafsha psivas yahivno. I have put my soul, kaviyocho, into the writing of the Torah. Ano nafshi ksivas yahivno. I have written myself into, it's like Akash Baruch is giving himself over to us. He's touching the inner dimension of what we have as Kali is having a chelik elokami mala. So we have some spiritual force, some 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 sliver of the Rebbe in us. That's the expression of Anochi Hashem Okecha. Anochi Hashem Okecha is to express a relationship with Hashem in a pathway that's unique to human beings that goes beyond what any malachim have. Regardless, you, the malachim may have the kokos of the ayat of the ayah, whether it's for the good or the bad, or the vulture or the hawk, to be able to see in superhuman ways, to see with eyesight that we can't even begin to imagine. And yet, Adam, Yisrael, specifically the Jewish people, have, have a relationship, they have a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu that transcends that relationship of what you can see with the eye. What you see with the eye is what you conceptualize outside of yourself. It's what the seichel allows you, it's what the intellect allows you to grasp. It's what you can grasp from the outside and look at it. But this, the muscle for it is like this. When, when, when a child comes in and they, and they hurt themselves, right? The child, the child tripped, the little, little child tripped and he falls down and he comes crying to his mommy because, he's, because he hurt himself, right? So somebody, an observer that looks to see what's going on says, well, yeah, it's not so bad. It's just a little scrape. The child probably just got a little frightened, right? They don't, they, but the, when a mother sees her child crying, when a mother sees that, that that child fell down, she feels an innate connection to that child's pain that transcends everything that's physical. It doesn't matter that the child's overtired and they, they were they were running too quickly and they got a fright and all, all those things are irrelevant. She senses a whole on, on a whole different level, having nothing to do with the actual cut itself. She relates deeply to the reality of what that child's pain is. To the, to the conceptualization of something that's much deeper that goes beyond that's the, the, that that's what they're connected to. That's something that's unique to human beings. That's a Kesha that we have that no one else in the Bria has, that no one else within creation has. Nobody else has that possibility. And therefore, that's that's the reality that we're talking about with Anochi Hashem Hashem says, I am Anochi, I am Anochi, it's the I. It's the it's the anochi that not the outer eye the eye that can that can be that can be apprehended through the seichel through logic through observation through something through experience no it's the eye it's anochi it's the eye that transcends everything else it's a real, an inner relationship with Hashem it's having a chelakalokamimal be a part of us it's something that that transcends everything else that goes beyond that. That's what we're talking about when we say it's the Anochi. Akash Baruch says that it's possible to have shikha. It's possible to have something that forgets. But the expression of Anochi, we're innately connected. We're joined as one. We're one being. We're one, we're one reality that goes beyond everything else. That's a whole reality that has nothing else. That's what's going on when it talks about the Anochi of, Ash, of Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, Anochi, Akash Baruch says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Anochi Ehiyayim Picha. Akash Baruch is saying to, to Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the expression of what you are, because every Navi, every prophet, the signal in which a Navi gives over is through his speech. So the Drashas Haran asks Akasha, one that we've answered in a little bit different way than what I'm going to say tonight, but the Drashas Haran asks Akasha, how is it that Moshe Rabbeinu, the Av Hanavim, the father of all prophets, is, speaks with a speech impediment? 
How could he speak with a speech impediment? How's that shy? How can you give over Navua if you have a speech impediment? So the, the Josh Saran says, no, that's exactly the point of Moshe Rabbeinu's Navua. If Moshe Rabbeinu would have been an orator, if Moshe Rabbeinu would have been a person that would have been a that would have been a, would have been had the power to convince people, he would have been a um, uh, what's what's the word that they use? Uh, he would have been he would have been the 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 had the ability to hold people in his hands, spellbound by his koach hadibur, by his his ability to 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 speak. Then we would have said. That maybe that was all the Torah was. It was Moshe Rabbeinu's charisma. It was Moshe Rabbeinu's ability. It was Moshe Rabbeinu was a demagogue. He was able to bind, be spellbound. People were spellbound by his kohatibur, by his his ability to speak. And, and the reality of what Torah is would, would not have been that way. And yet, on the other hand, right? So that's how the drash Saran answers. So therefore, Kachrochu made it that Moshe Rabbeinu couldn't speak properly. So you can't say there was Moshe Rabbeinu's demagoguery. You can't say there was Moshe Rabbeinu's oratory powers that allowed him the ability to connect to something that was higher than himself. No, it was it was it was the it was the Torah itself that Moshe Rabbeinu was teaching that was convincing. It was it was it was the connection to the reality. But here we're seeing that even we're taking it even a step deeper. We're taking it to, to the next level. And that's what the Anochia and Picha is. Every Navi speaks speaks a certain way. He has his own signal, and he has his own style, he has his own his own his conceptualization, his own vocal vocalization, his own vocabulary, etc., and his own imagery that he uses that that, that works for him. Baisha Rabbeinu's speech is not a speech that's outside of the Ribbonisham. Mashabinu's speech is Kaviochal the Ribbonisham speaking to us from within. Mashabinu is speaking of Anochi Ayyamimpicha. It's an Anochi, is a, it's a deeper inner connection to the Ribbonisham that Mashabinu is bringing out when he goes to speak to Paul. That's why it's critical that it be Anochi Ayyamimpicha. That's why that's a, that's a critical element in, being, in, the, in, in, in that reality of what it is. And that's what it means. Right, that the um, that the Amnochi is something that stands on its own. The Amnochi is right, so that that Hakadosh Baruch Hu speaks to Moshe Rabbeinu as though uh, excuse me, Anochi, the Anochi stands on its own. A web besides for the Anochi, Hashem Elokech Hashem Tzisikam Eretz Yisrael. The Hashem Elokech Hashem Tzisikam Eretz Yisrael is what we observe. That's what we. That's what we anticipate that's what we that's what we connect to intellectually that's what we connect to through our clock of observation that's what we see in the reality but the anochi of the by itself is something that's higher than that that's why the Hashem Elokech and all those other words, Kel, Shaka, etc., etc., it's all, that's how our Seichel is toifeset. That's how our intellect connects to it, and therefore it requires that you add a Dover Shavikdusha. It has to be Hashem, Elokim, Shaka, Kel, Eke, all those expressions, all those, it's true, there's Kedusha in them, but we, they're only in the Kedusha in as much as we're able to observe it. But the Anochi expression of HaKadosh Baruch doesn't require anything because the Anochi is, it's, it's coming from within us. It's the mother's relationship to her child, the inner, the inner connection, the inner empathy that 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 connection that we have, the expression of a, of chelik elokami mal that of what our reality really is, and that's why it comes out that when Hakadosh Baruch Hu speaks to us, He speaks to us in the lashon of mitzri, a lashon of mitzri, because it's not outside of ourselves; it's it's from within me, the anochi that was expressed at that moment. And this really goes back to the yisod, to the fundamental of what I was telling you before, that Anochi, we, go, we went back from the world of Bayes, from a bifurcated reality. We went back to the world of Aleph. We went back to the world of complete oneness. We went back to the, there was nothing that the separator between us and Hashem. In that instant, for that moment, for that word, maybe only for that letter, for that moment in time, 
it was everything was one. It, the Anochi, it's not there is nothing other than kedusha. It's Chelok, It's the, it's Hakadosh Baruch speaking out from within us. It's it's our whole connection to Hashem is that there's there's it's a part of me. It's not something that's separate from me. It's not something that's outside of me that I observe and that I can take. Oh, that's a bifurcated reality. That's a base. That's a world where there's things that are above and things that are below. There's things that I can't have access to. It. No, this is like the world of inf- the infinite of the higher infinity and the lower infinity connected with evolve. It's all connected together. It's all one. There there is nothing else. The kedusha only says. That there can be something that's kaddish, more kaddish than something that's kaddish and this called There's two things: the separate, the separate, the separate realities. No, anochi is there is no separation. There is no break between them. There's nothing that is other than that expression of Hashem. That's the beer. That's the that's the deeper understanding of anochi Hashem al That it's that it's it's the nevua that transcends everything else. It's the nevua that goes beyond. It's the nevua that comes from with. In us, it's the it's the expression of Hakadosh Baruch Hu of of we are part Kaviyachol of the Rebbeim We are we're all together. That 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 point that that little key that that entryway is our entree into Hakadosh Baruch Hu's Torah. Every mitzvah in the Torah is betzavta, is to create a bond between one and another. Every tzivui in the Torah is creating a bond between something that's outside. To something that's higher, to something that's separate from it. Anochi Hashem is not a mitzvah. Anochi Hashem is the reality that we're part and parcel of the Rebbeim We're all together. We're joined as one. We're we're an, ex- an inherent expression of the reality of Kuchabrichu of Yisrael Yisrael that Yisrael the Jewish people, the Torah, the expression of Hakadosh Baruch It's all one. That that expresses itself only in that incredibly powerful word in the Anochi. That's why the word Anochi contains everything in it, and everything in the in Anochi is contained in the Aleph that it begins with because. It all comes down to it, all becomes all that one piece, and that is our connection to Akash Baruch Hu that is immutable, it cannot be changed, it can never, it can, it can, it can, there's nothing that can, that can break from it. That's why the Asarasa Dibras begins with this expression of Akash Baruch Hu, not Ani Hashem not I, as you express it, as you and I see it, as something that's observable, that's intellectually that you can intellectually grasp. No, it's something you grasp from within, it's only something that you that you that you uh. That you sense, that you that you feel a part of, that you become that you become a part of a greater reality. That's Anochi Hashem Al and that's how we express our connection to Hakadosh Baruch Hu on this this highest level of what that really is. That's 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 the deeper understanding of this concept of how we're supposed to relate to it. Okay, thank you very much, everybody. Wonderful Shabbos. I'm late for my next year. I have to run. Good Shabbos.